the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. I'm in the book of Isaiah today, Isaiah Isaiah 63, chapter 7 to 18, talking about this being your season of power. I love how we begin to approach holidays. And as we approach holidays, if we approach them with a spiritual mind, uh, not approaching them, looking at an outward circumstance of, of whatever is all going on around us, the busyness of holidays, but as we turn within, celebration is wonderful. The Bible shows us many festivals and holy days in the Word of God. But many festivals and holy days in Jesus' day and the days before him were focused on a spiritual experience. God always wants the holidays to bring us to a place where we make a transition from where we are to where God wants us to be. This can be your season of power if you allow it to be. I'm in the book of Isaiah, chapter 63 verse 7 to 18, to begin with. Isaiah, we know that Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament, and his writing is absolutely eloquent, absolutely eloquent. Isaiah reveals to us so much about God and about the character of God. And in reading Isaiah, it allows us to come closer, to have a deeper understanding of God's love for us. As we begin to understand God's love for us, it brings us into an intimate relationship where we love him more, where we're further devoted. The Lord says this, I love those who love me. Now, what exactly does he mean by that? I love those who love me. He really is saying the ones who really love me, I'll show them my power. The ones who love me, I will prosper them. The ones who love me, they will have the power of revelation. The ones who love me, there will be a union in our relationship. The ones who love me will walk and talk with me. The ones who love me, I will manifest myself to them. When he says, I love those that love me, that gives us a deeper understanding of what God requires from us 
to manifest his power through us. We're at a place right now where so many want to see the manifestation of what they have prayed. But God wants us to go a step further than that. He wants you to see the manifestation of not only what you have prayed, but also what you have spoken. I know some will think that's too much, Valerie. You know, now you're just going to say it and it happens. But didn't Jesus say, be healed? Didn't Jesus say, come forth off of thy bed of sickness, for thy faith has made thee whole? So could it be that we're to walk in such a dimension of power that even whatever we say, God's backing us up? If we begin to give more reverence, not only to the word of God, But let's go to another dimension today because so many are counting on the promises of God. They've memorized the promises. They've got them written down. They apply them to their circumstance. And when there's not a manifestation of what they have been praying, what they have been speaking over the circumstance, uh, there's a question or, or maybe doubt comes in. They say, well, you know, this prayer thing, it's okay, but it doesn't really work for me. I, I don't see a powerful move of God. But are they giving reverence only to the word, only to the spoken word, what they are speaking? But we must give reverence further than just to the promises of God. We must give reverence to the one who spoke the promise. We must give reverence to the power that's backing the promise. There's something more that's needed for the manifestation of, of what you have been speaking over the circumstance. There is reverence. There is honor that is needed to the one who's backing the promise. It's okay if I pull out my credit card to pay for something. But if there is no money, if there is no power behind that card, then the card is empty. The card is actually useless. And I can take it to as many stores as I like, but it will have no purchasing power. The word of God, the scripture, without acknowledging the power of God, without having a relationship with the power behind the word, with not indulging in that relationship, without indulging in that relationship, there's going to be a void. There's going to be a lack of experience of manifestation. I'm talking about today, you stepping into a season of power. Isaiah, in his eloquent writings, shows us the love that he has for God. He shows us the attributes of God. He shows us a merciful and a forgiving God. You know, one day, a lady asked me a question. And she said to me, she said, Valerie, is karma real? I mean, is it, is it something, does it really work? Because she said, it seems to me that whatever a person does, they really do get it back. So karma is real, isn't it? And I said, hmm, well, uh, let me explain that. Let's look at that for just a moment. Is karma real? Whatever you do, it comes back to you. I said, well, the Bible says this, as you sow, so shall you reap. Ah, but then it goes further. But there must be some truth to 
maybe the theory of karma. I want to call it that. But the Bible goes further because the karma leaves off something that's vitally important. Karma leaves off the mercy of God. <laughs> you see, uh, the thing that man creates on his own with his own thinking, see, it leaves off the love of the Father. It leaves off his infinite mercy. You know, the way I look at mercy, I, I kind of call it God's love in action. That when he does something that's so forgiving, so full of compassion, so loving, just so far beyond our imagination, just something so incredible, so healing, so profound, you know, just something like that. Then I say, oh, isn't that just the mercy of God, the kindness of his heart, the love of his heart? Karma leaves off the love, the mercy of God. We see it in action where King David has one of his soldiers, Uriah, killed. Because King David, remember, he wants to marry Bathsheba and take her as his wife. So remember, he puts Uriah on the front line, and therefore he knows he'll be killed in battle. And then King David takes Bathsheba as his wife. Now, if karma were totally in effect there, David has taken a life, and so therefore his life should be taken. Wouldn't we say so if karma was truly, if it was a reality, if it was an effect at all times, right? But God in his infinite mercy, in this merciful heart, he sends the prophet Nathan to David. The prophet Nathan tells David a story. He tells King David a story about a man who took another man's lamb. And, you know, we all know that story in the Bible. The, the rich man takes the poor man's only lamb and feeds his guests with it. And the prophet Nathan asks King David what should be done. King David says that man should be killed. That man should die for doing such a thing. The rich man should die for doing this to the poor man. But then Nathan Nathan the prophet tells him, but you are that man. You're the one who did that. He he reveals that I'm really talking about you. He was showing King David himself. But he says, God tells King David, you shall not die. I will not take your life for this. So there is the mercy of God that is in effect. And that destroys the theory of karma. God is merciful and he's always kind. David, Solomon's son, prayed a simple prayer. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. Solomon was saying, Lord, all I want is wisdom to know how to handle people. I only want to be just a king over them. Praise God. God has mercy on the one that calls upon him. Solomon showed his love for the people, and he showed his love for God. And when he showed his love for God and for God's people, remember what we said. He said, I love those who love me. So my question for you today is, are you showing love to God? Do you have reverence for him? Or only is our true reverence focused on the word and what we can receive from the word of God? Solomon loved God and he loved God's people. And the word the word says, I love those that love me. Huh. Not just 
his word, not just his promise, but loves the Father himself. That's who I love. I love those who love me. As we show our reverence to God, to God himself, the one who made the promise, and then show reverence to his word, I promise you, you'll step into a season of power. During the holiday season, any holy day that you're celebrating, never leave God out of the picture. Give reverence to the Father. How, Valerie? How do I give reverence to the Father? I I hear your question. Show him your love. Show him your love by how you treat his people. Show him your love by how you treat him. How do you treat God? Your prayer time, the reverence that you give him. Do you enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise? Do you approach him with an attitude of humility? Are you humble before him in a state of worship? The more you bring yourself to humility before him, the more your love will pour out towards him. God is so in to honor. And I know I say that all the time, but he is so in to honor. Give God reverence and give him your attention. We do not give him enough attention. Give attention not only to the word of God, but give attention to the Father. You will see such a mighty move of God's hand. Your relationship with the Father will be enhanced. When you rise up in the morning, are your eyes cast towards the Father? Before you go off to sleep at night, are your eyes cast to the Father? Now, when I say your eyes, I'm actually talking about your heart. Those who keep that relationship with the Father, not only does he hear their prayer, but he moves in such a magnificent and powerful way. I cannot tell you, I cannot count the number, in the last six months, how many have come off of ventilators, how many were positioned for death, how many had cancer diagnosed with it and do not have it now. In the last six months in this ministry, I cannot even count the answered prayer. It's week after week after week. When we give reverence to God first, reverence to his word second, I love those who love me. When we do that, we are drawing ourselves into the circle, I want to say, just for sake of of an analogy, into the circle of his power. Into the circle of his power, God answered Solomon's request in a most incredible way. Then God said, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor for riches for yourself, nor have you required the life of your enemies, but you sought for understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after you. God is absolutely delighted to answer our prayers. Our Heavenly Father wants to bring you 
into a place, a position of such great power that you see, that you experience manifestation of the power of God in your life, in the life of your children, in the life of your family, in the life of the nation, in the lives of the people in this nation. Isaiah, one man, prophet to king after king after king. He prophesied to several kings. And as you read the book of Isaiah, you will find a man so devoted, so humble before God, loving God so much that God draws him. You see, it must be the Father. God draws him into an intimate relationship of dynamic power, of magnificent answered prayer. This can be your season of power starting right now. God is calling you now to come into a relationship that is so intimate. It's a one-on-one relationship where you are humble before him in a state of worship. Let's talk about worship for just a moment as you're stepping into a new season. Worship goes beyond just singing and praise. It's a form of worship. But one of the true meanings of worship in the Hebrew is the position of the body. It yet includes that. Uh, Isaiah He's in the temple, and the seraphims begin to fly in the temple. Remember when he sees the vision of the Lord, and he sees the seraphim. And the word of the Lord says in Isaiah, the sixth chapter, it says of the seraphim, the angel, it says they had six wings. And with twain, meaning two, they covered their face. And with twain, meaning two, they covered their body. And with twain, they did fly. And so as they're flying, they're flying in the temple, and there's this vision of God, and the seraphims are flying in the temple, but they covered their face. Why did they cover their face? Why did they cover their feet, their body, their feet? Because they're they're in a state, it's a state of showing honor, worship to God, you know, humbling themselves by covering their face. Have you ever covered your face when you're in prayer? A lot of times the Holy Spirit will just lead you to do that. Maybe you've just been in prayer and you begin to just weep and pray and you find yourself with your hands covering your face. It is a state of worship. Bowing down before the Father It is a representation of a state of worship. You're going into a state of worship. It's saying, Valerie, I can't bow down, maybe because of my knees or my health or, you know, my age, what have you. But in spirit, bow before the Lord within, come to a state of humility. Solomon is at the dedication of the temple and he lifts his hands, the Bible says. He, he lifts his hands up before God. Why is he lifting his hands? It is a state of worship. It's a state of worship. As you give reverence to God, go into a state of worship. Why? As you go into a state of worship, there's something about the spirit of mankind, our spirit. It begins to humble. Our soul becomes, it comes to a humble state before God. And we find ourselves in a state of humility. And we begin to empty out ourself before God. As you do that in a state of worship, you are humbling yourself to a place where the presence of the Holy Spirit can overtake you. As you humble yourself and worship before the Father, the Lord will begin 
to overtake you with his presence. As he overtakes you with his presence, he draws you into the holy of holies. As he draws you into the holy of holies, the Holy Spirit begins to take over your prayers. And you find yourself praying about things. Why am I praying about that? Or where is this coming from? The Holy Spirit begins to do the praying. As you pray this way, you're moving into a season of power with the Father. You will begin to see manifestations of your prayer that you never dreamed that you would see. Uh, You're drawn into a love for God as you worship him, as you bow before him, as you lift your hands up before him. As you humble in spirit, it will humble your mind before God. You will find a love rising up from within you because the love of God is placed in every believer's heart. So prayer is very important. Your time alone with the Father. Because as you humble yourself before him, you are going to find that within you is ignited a zeal, a Holy Ghost fire from within you of love, of devotion, of commitment. Our attitude changes. Our thinking changes. Why? Because our heart is changed. When our heart is changed, I'm going to go back to that scripture. I love those who love me, says the Father. That relationship is enhanced. Your faith in God, you find yourself strengthened. You find that you have a new confidence in the Father. You find that you begin to really, I mean, really believe that the Word of God is true. I was praying one day. And I had been praying about something for a while. Now, don't judge me. I was younger, you know. And so I'm praying and I'm praying. And I said, you know, to myself, I didn't expect the Lord. I thought I was talking to myself. I didn't expect him to answer. And I said, Lord, this is this is hard. This is difficult. You know, I keep praying about this and praying about this. It's because I wasn't seeing results. I wasn't seeing any fruition from the prayer. Nothing happening. I said, this is hard. You know, keep praying about this and praying. You know what he said? <laughs> He spoke right then. He speaks when I least expect it. He said, it is if you're in unbelief. Oh, <laughs> all right now. So when he said that, I said, oh, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. So I was praying and praying about it. But because I hadn't seen manifestation of anything at all from the prayer, I had fallen into unbelief. I was still praying, but I wasn't believing God that anything would come of it. Praise God. As you continue that intimate relationship, the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, who's right there beside you, he will manifest not only the power of God, he will guide you in your prayer life. It is the Spirit of the Lord, it is the Holy Spirit. He is the great teacher. So we're talking about stepping into your season of power, going into a state of worship, understanding One of the words in the Hebrew that meant was talking about worship. We talk about the position of the body. Add these things to your prayer life. A state of humility. The Bible talks about when David laid out before the Lord. Remember when Bathsheba had the baby and the baby was ill. And he laid out before the Lord and prayed all night long. When is the last time you laid out before the Lord? And again, maybe say, Valerie, I can't get down on the floor Lay out upon your bed and cry out to God. When is the last time you stepped into a season of power? 
the prayer begins to come up out of you. And the Bible talks about living water. This living water is the flow of the Holy Spirit. I feel like I'm really teaching a prayer lesson today, right? Because God is blessing His people. There's a tremendous anointing right now released over the church for answered prayer. God's not trying to hold back anything from you. He desires to answer your prayers. He wants you to step into a season of manifested power, drawing into an intimate relationship with him, loving the Father, giving reverence to him as we give reverence to his word. So often we give so much power to the word and not enough power to the one who's backing the word is the power of God that causes the word to manifest what it says. As we step into a season of power with God, as you enhance that relationship, you are going to see answered prayer. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.